And everyone's an asshole at some point in their life. For sure. So odds are this chicken's going to be an asshole. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, the only podcast brought to you by two people who are not Podking. Well, actually, a lot of a lot of podcasts are brought to you by two people who aren't Podking. That's actually most podcasts yeah. with two people. Sneaky D's not here, uh, but he may or may not have an entire bonus episode being prepared where it's just him talking. Mm. I asked him to do that for me, and he said yes. I gotta say, Sneaky D steps up to the plate. It's gonna be like five hours long, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just him talking to himself. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wanna hear that when he's on the podcast. Here, there's always like a little bit of tension. I want to finish my thoughts, but uh, if I'm not there to have thoughts. Well, it could be a rollicking good time. Yeah. Listen to the wave of the Sneaky D. The Dread Pod King, I've dubbed him. <laughs> he has too many titles, so I crossed them all out. Mm-hmm. Just called him the Dread Pod King. I think that will work better for posterity. Yeah. It's good to have a nice, simple name. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing <laughs> <laughs> with life. Cool. <laughs> End of the podcast. <laughs> how, how have you been? Have you been uh, captivated with uh, life recently? Or um, We can do news stories because we're recording between the 20th and the 30th, according to the sneaky bylaws. That's true. Yeah, uh, it's been... Uh, I don't know. It's been a week. I don't want to, like, get too into personal stuff but you know instead we'll talk about reddit (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fair yeah a lot of people having a tough weeks out there Mm -hmm. you know and that's what scott cast is for really is you're having a tough week well tune in to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission and you will find Things that will distract you from that. That's true. Distraction's a useful tool sometimes. Yeah. In fact, it might even help you reassess your priorities in life as you grow to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Hatred is a, is a nice bomb mm-hmm. for any emotional wound. <laughs> <laughs> it really focuses you. Yeah. <laughs> Angry people can do a lot, we've discovered, (laughs) in January so far this year. (laughs) So we got two big things in the news. We never really talked about the insurrection on the Capitol. Mm -hmm. That was led by an angry mob of people who weren't quite sure what they were doing, but they were excited to do it. Yeah. And now, on the other end, the Reddit forum, Wall Street Bets, has totally gamed GameStop and... (laughs) destroyed billions in hedge funds <laughs> uh mostly because people like gamestop i guess they they like it now or um because they knew they could mm-hmm. they could manipulate it they could create the bubble market mm-hmm. i mean technically that's right and uh, there it is 
one group is going to jail. <laughs> the other group is building their own jail mm-hmm. or building their their own new uh, entertainment systems and all that. You know, I kind of wish I participated, honestly. Yeah. Every time I see a bubble, I'm like, you know, I had like a hundred bucks just sitting around. I could have gotten enough to buy myself a PS4 on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just buying and sell GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> GameStop is the company that, like, when you went to go sell your games, they'd, like, give you, like, a dime mm-hmm. and spit in your face. Yeah. And now there's people who've made six figures, seven figures on it. They're living the high life. They are the new upper class. They're like the American lady on the Titanic, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm-hmm. All the bougie little uh, upper class people from old money look down their nose at her. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, oh, honey, you got to let them wasps be wasps and just be yourself. And that's that's what the that's what Redditors are now. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit doesn't (laughs) need to exist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of conflicted about how to feel about it. You think? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I know you hate capitalism. Yeah. And anything that exposes the seams and weaknesses mm-hmm. is, a, is a victory. Yeah. Which I could see. It should be known that the stock market is essentially just idea manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how things are valued. I'm a little afraid that, like, what if what if people start, like, militantly... Like rising stocks, like for personal profit, or uh, what if they start doing that? Yeah, because <laughs> that's start? never happened before. Well, different people, <laughs> a lot more people. <laughs> what if a lot more people do it? <laughs> like I've always had this view of democracy. Like uh, it works best when most people are disinterested. Mm-hmm. Like when they prefer to think about their own lives. Yeah. And, like you know, they'll go to the booth and like read a read a pamphlet then vote yeah that's that's good democracy read a pamphlet vote get on with your day bad democracy is like everybody knows exactly what to do to create utopia mm-hmm. and they're like two completely different utopias <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like they're fighting over the handles to make these dis- utopias yeah i haven't heard a smart smart idea in a long time <laughs> <laughs> That kind of goes along with uh, what I've been doing this week, which is I I had an extra work day because I was doing a five-day training on dialectical behavior therapy. Ooh, what's that? So dialectics is like uh, having two seemingly opposing ideas and holding them both to be true. That's that F. Scott Fitzgerald mm-hmm. uh, quote. Unless this is bad. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But it's, he's like, he said, the mark of a mature person is to be able to have two conflicting views at once without going crazy. Yeah. I might not be that guy. Oh. And I mean, sometimes that's, that's bad. Sometimes that's cognitive dissonance. That's but... <laughs> Sometimes it's just ignoring something. <laughs> but if you can, uh, it's it's more about like empathy, really, like mm. understanding another person's position, even though it's 
opposite of yours and being able to find the the middle path and that's kind of where we're having the trouble is uh (laughs) we have these opposing views for sure but we don't seem to understand each other and we don't seem willing to consider an option that works for everybody what if you had to be required to go through dialectic training whatever that is posting on the internet like you have to prove that you can like uh, understand two different trains of thought and like how one might get there Mm -hmm. and then lightly favor that's the whole that's that's everything online that's how all the debate would be Mm -hmm. like if you can somehow gatekeep that how many therapists would you need to hire like comcast is like the leading (laughs) (laughs) employer of therapists to to what to monitor the internet yeah like holy fuck every single person right i think everyone would have to be at least uh in treatment yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) treatment (laughs) (laughs) it's ongoing (laughs) yeah well i mean that's yeah that's true that's part of like the the um uh, the assumptions of dbts that like the therapist is imperfect and they're if dbt fails it's probably the therapist's fault <laughs> which i'm a little uncomfortable with but <laughs> the buck's gotta stop somewhere boy <laughs> but uh yeah i think like that's reasonable in thinking about dialectics that like yeah i might be like the expert quote unquote on this but also i'm need to practice it and learn it it's built in exactly. that's pretty smart so how could we apply that? I don't know. Uh, well, if I was in a mob of people rushing up the Capitol steps and I was like, hey, <laughs> you could just go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I might get swept up in it <laughs> if I somehow was there, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, let's go inside. I heard it's nice. Let's see some of the art. Be careful on the marble flooring. Mm-hmm. I imagine it was slippery because the snow and how many people do you think honestly in that whole raid uh wiped their feet before they got in how many people in that raid do you think shower regularly (laughs) (laughs) probably really greasy in there (laughs) good point and i would i and if i had the opportunity and the forethought i would have i would have totally joined gamestop the gamestop surge i i have actually gone to wall street bets heard someone take some obscene position on something Mm -hmm. and then like simulated it on my own smaller scale like putting in like 20 bucks Mm -hmm. you know and and then i lost 20 bucks (laughs) (laughs) that didn't work out as well but uh i can see how both these both things these things happen these Mm -hmm. mobs happen and it's just overnight little little quick upswelling while you're at home reading moby dick Call me Ishmael, you say in your head. What was, what was that about swelling dick? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Point is, you're distracted. <laughs> that's that's how it that's how it be. You know, I was uh, reading about Cunt recently. Yeah, Manuel Cunt. Mm-hmm. He said he threw the best dinner parties, and this is how he structured 
It's generous. Did you pronounce it that way on purpose, or you? That's how my college professor told me to say it. <laughs> yeah, he said this is the German way. The other way is Americanized. Okay, this is not how you pronounce his name. You pronounce it cunt. <laughs> Emmanuel cunt. <laughs> and like it was a long. It was like business ethics or something like that. So they started with him because he used logic for his proofs and mm-hmm. wasn't like, uh, well, because God said so. Right. Um, so they start with him. So it's like all based on cunt. <laughs> business ethics it's very Kantian. sure is i thought you'd like that <laughs> he threw the best dinner parties cunt did emmanuel let's call him emmanuel okay <laughs> emmanuel threw the best dinner parties and to start his dinner parties he always had like light-hearted conversation about the latest happenings mm-hmm. to get people kind of greased up and then in the middle like <laughs> deep discourse The innuendo is so thick in this episode. <laughs> Talking about greased up cunt and <laughs> swollen Moby Dick. Uh, and then and then the ends with hilarity. <laughs> with a good rousing laugh. Yeah. A good rousing release, if it were. And uh, that is the formula for an excellent cuntian dinner party. Emmanuel Cunt. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of also the structure a good Scott cast tends to that follow. sounds like exactly what we do yeah yeah so we're Kantian too <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad I think he was onto something and I wouldn't hazard to guess you know however outdated the 300 year old man's uh, some of his thinking might have been mm-hmm. I don't know I'm not I don't get too much into that but he was on to something with podcasting. He was born too early. The world didn't need ethics at that time. <laughs> Needed a podcaster. And he answered that call. But the technology wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. He had to do it like a telephone. He would just... Like, call people up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. He would like talk to somebody for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a good pod. Mm-hmm. And then that person would have to repeat it to like everybody along the way. And then when it got to the end, it was just dirty jokes, right? I mean, when the first misunderstanding is, you're like, "Wait, his name's Kant." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? K A N T. By the way, Scott Castigators. Mm-hmm. We should try that. We've been, at least I have. I've been like falling away from social media mm-hmm. and uh not really participating in it and i kind of like like the idea of scott cast appealing only to people who really deserve it like our core audience yeah you know the people who download it week after week begging for more those folks those damn folks getting all emotional um where was i going with it though i don't know oh yeah we should start analog uh like uh finding like the perfect squad yeah and i think we should limit um scottcast to 30 fans mm-hmm. limit it so if we get more than that we're gonna have to kick someone out <laughs> somehow we'll block their ip we'll figure it out 
but like a nice curated list mm -hmm. of people who really appreciate us. And then with this swapping out mechanism, like, oh, we'll kick you out, bring you in. This guy's got a little bit more status, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, we're going to have the ear of all the leaders of the free world. And, but it's like 30 people. Right. But we're the ones entertaining them and talking to them. Mm -hmm. And like we can like whisper into their ears sweet nothings of policy updates. <laughs> You know, it's like those people who like start with a toothpick and then like trade until they have a house. Yeah. We could do that with our little audience scheme. Mm -hmm. We won't get famous. Yeah. Everyone will just be like, yeah, this podcast fucking abandoned me as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think much afterwards because I never heard about him. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a dialectic in there too. That I can appreciate uh, appealing to like a specific group and sort of having that intimacy in yeah. our in our pod, but at the same time, it's kind of elitist. And if we're seeking this power of like appealing only to world leaders, that kind of rubs me wrong in <laughs> yeah. terms of like. <laughs> You don't want to be like the Illuminati, no. Lord of Owls. <laughs> You're such a strange bird, Ian. <laughs> I think it's time for us to review this year, Odd Side Ale. Yeah. What do we got here? It's called Cat in the Wall by Odd Side. Um, it's a New England style IPA. Is that what that says? Yep. Or it's a Nebraska style IPA. It's New England. Yeah. Nebraska is um, not New England, but NE stands for New England. <laughs> ah, okay. In this instance. Okay. <laughs> Some people might have been thinking Nebraska's in New England. <laughs> this is on the side of the can. Cat in the wall, eh? Now you're talking my language. Enjoy this smooth, juicy New England style IPA loaded with. Fuck. <laughs> loaded with Centennial Mosaic. And, and Chinook? Can you say that? Are you allowed to call things Chinook? Chinook hops. Right meow. 6.75 alcohol. All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kind of guess what it would taste like. It says juicy and smooth. I'm going to go for a slight mango tinge. I think maybe I wouldn't say mango, but it's uh, definitely like citrusy, yeah. People are going to rip that sound, <laughs> and they're going to put that in movies that was so crisp. All right. Little, I've read in a book, Tim Ferriss's For Our Chef, mm -hmm. that you can taste like all the way deep in your chest. Like there's taste receptors there and like breathing it in and stuff like that mm -hmm. that all activates different taste receptors Absolutely, so yeah. if you really want to enjoy what you're imbibing in you have to like breathe in the musk of it mm -hmm. and like like really live with it would it. really be better to pour this in a glass to get the like full nose in there but. right or we can like get like a get some scissors and like cut the top of the can off <laughs> 
That sounds safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get drunk and cut cans. <laughs> All of a sudden, it tastes like blood. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great Halloween. Okay, so it's kind of like, ooh, it's got a nice, bitter, refreshing, almost Kool-Aid-like mm-hmm. feel with the smell. That is nice. It's like a crisp air. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like super bitter like a lot of IPAs. It's but juicy I think is a good descriptor. It's got kind of like a mild orange almost pineapple sort of notes in there. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Pineapple. But like real mellow. Yeah. I bet this would go really well. Wow opening up some windows on a spring day and watching Ernest goes to jail. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that, yeah. Yeah, that's what this is for. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I will accept podcast beer. What do you think the best beer for a podcaster would be? What what attributes would you need? Should it be high gravity? Or should it be some some sort of like all-day IPA? I think it depends a lot on what's what the pod is you know Mm-hmm. so it's like it's very character based yeah like today cat in the wall i can kind of see it being like a lewis carroll carroll kind of cat mm-hmm. you know like a specter of a mocking feline yeah cheshire cat that's it like overhanging us like like on the on the shelves mm-hmm how we got a cat in a box right here we do yeah and put a pillow and a blanket in a box for kyle so that he can have a little room while i'm stuck in here doing all sorts of odds and end tasks he's looking pretty satisfied in there he is yeah i mean i i'm enjoying this beer i think it's maybe a little uh not quite as laid back as as our pod vibe is going right now it's not as laid back as our pod vibe? Yeah. Wow. I feel like... We can aspire to Cat in the Wall? <laughs> <laughs> or it can aspire to us? Because it's got a little, that kick and bitterness, and I think, like, more malty, sort of. Uh, maybe, like, not quite a stout, but like a... An ale. Yeah. English-style ale. Yeah. Like, I can imagine this being in a one of those hard-handled flask mugs where you just mm-hmm. pound it and then like foams <laughs> up on you. Yeah. Frosty glass. Where are we at? I forget. We don't have news. Well, we I, I'm not like watching news anymore. Yeah. Because Sneaky banned the only fun news. <laughs> then I started reading actual news and then I started getting pessimistic and cynical. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's ruining the vibe. A little bit, at least for me. Yeah. You know? I'm used to like being like, okay, I got to relate whatever we're talking about to this guy who put his dick in a pencil sharpener. <laughs> I got to find a way to bridge that. And like, that's the challenge I went in it for. But yeah, uh, now that we're not like on the lookout for it, like, I don't know, man. Maybe that's part of our bread and butter is just like the Kantian ethic said. You take the latest happenings mm-hmm. and you build that as a foundation until you find a great discourse you can build from there. <clears throat> oh shit, we got e- we got email bag. Well, there you go. 
Lady Gaga has released her own line of Oreos. <laughs> They're all rainbow colored. Would, cool. you, would you eat a rainbow colored Oreo? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you guys like Oreos, yeah. right? They're vegan. They are vegan. In some way. Like, how is it vegan? Like, there's no cream or anything in it? Yeah. It's all just... Chemicals. Processed <laughs> chemicals, yeah. <laughs> it's lab-grown. <laughs> it's Frankenstein's creature in a cookie. I'm watching Penny Dreadful. Have you seen that? No. <sighs> it's strangely uh, gory. Mm-hmm. It's... There's a lot of dick in it. Okay. A strange, like, the first episode, it's like, it tapers off eventually. But the first episode is like all penises. At the end, you're you're watching Dr. Frankenstein. This is before he reveals anything. And, like, he's working in his lab. And then the camera pans. And, then like, right behind him, there's, like, a penis like on a man mm-hmm. pans over and it's like a man slouched over on a bed of ice with stitching everywhere. It's Frankenstein's monster. But he's just made out of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Not he's, He only has the one dick. Okay. But literally like the first thing in this episode that's already full of like corpse penis, mm-hmm. that seems to be like the only thing they really zoom in on, mm-hmm. the dead penis. In the in an episode f- already full of dead penis, the first bit of Frankenstein you see, the monster, is his penis. All full bush, by the way, Victorian kind of era, <laughs> like a nest. Yeah, with a bird in it, no an egg. How was it uh, assembled? Because it seems like he would want to shave in order to like stitch stuff together. You got a good point. Got a good point. Was it just like a whole torso and then like, I guess even if you were attaching legs at the joint, you would want to shave some of that. Yeah. Um, the A lot of the stitching seemed almost arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea is like, he didn't go like straight at the leg joint to yeah. assemble the Frankenstein. Like, so he got like a torso with like stubs. Like halfway down the leg was a different leg. Yeah. Yeah. The penis area was completely intact, which begs the question, is that what he needed to be completely <laughs> intact for this whole project to run off? Mm-hmm. Like he tried with half-sewn penises, and that just <laughs> it just never worked. <laughs> like that's where that's where the project would fail. It was the bottleneck. <laughs> I would like I would like to read those notes from Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, you know? and we could do that actually. We could uh, we could do a Frankenstein take. It's yeah. out of copyright. It's public domain. Yeah, Mary Shelley, where it's just like a person, but then you add shafts to the end of the penis and like extend it. <laughs> <laughs> just all sorts of penises, multicolored. <laughs> so it's just like a regular dude. Nothing's been done to the rest of the body, and then like. 10 different dicks just <laughs> there's like three heads along the shaft <laughs> in the middle oh my god well if you're going to be sewing people together and like you're using them as your clay and your medium mm-hmm. 
please fire away on the experiments. There are people who have had their dicks sewn back on. Yeah. There are people who have had their dicks sewn back on backwards. Accidentally, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't figure out which end was which. I guess. Like, maybe there was some hurry in the operating room. (laughs) I understand. That might be a time-sensitive procedure. Mm. Uh but yeah, soda back on works completely well. Hmm. In fact, he like went into porn and stuff. But it's sewed back on. Oh, what's the guy? He's a famous guy. In the Weird Al Bobbitt? song. Hmm? John Wayne Bobbitt. Maybe? Was he the guy who had his dick cut off by his angry girlfriend? Yes. That's it. He had his dick sewed on backwards. Let's look it up. What? Yeah. Wow, they're like really getting in in this at a literary level. Mm-hmm. Like it start the article just starts with like uh, the surgeon was in bed one day sleeping <laughs> next to his wife uh, in the turquoise nightgown, and he thought to himself, "Oh, what a world this is!" <laughs> when he got a call, <laughs> a man had had his penis cut off. Ba ba ba, jaw dropped. Uh, surprisingly calm. Uh. He lost a third of his blood volume through his penis. That's a lot. Yeah. That's like a third. That's a lot. You need that. Uh, they said, you know, we've got this guy here whose penis has been cut off. Can you come down basically put it back on? Do you have the penis? No. Oh. <laughs> Which <laughs> she drove away with the penis in her hand, realized it was in her hand, and threw it out the window. Nice. I swear to God, I read somewhere that they reattached it backwards. I mean, we could just look up the porn and inspect. No, thanks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel like it was. Maybe Hmm. I'll look up just backwards reattached penis. Okay. This must have been a crazy dream I had. (laughs) You know, we just did some serious searching. I'm going to have to cut it out of the actual cast. That's like five minutes of me, like, just slack-jawed at the computer screen, (laughs) trying to find any instance of an article describing reattaching a penis upside down or backwards or Mm -hmm. something. I swear to God, if you're Scott Cascader and you know, email in. Like, I don't know how you would make that mistake. It's like all the blood supply has to come from one direction. I mean, you hear about... Unless it was, like, severed in two spots somehow. I mean, you hear about, like, surgeons amputating the wrong foot. Yeah. You know? And, like, how does reattaching an organ work? I guess we need Sneaky D all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you just sew it on and, like, you hope everything just scabs up? you want to make sure, like, the vasculature is intact. So you'd probably have to do, like, a graft to... You might like connect like the veins or arteries or whatever's happening there. Do you think he like lost an inch in the whole transaction? It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Like right because like some teared vasculature, as you say. Yeah. You gotta just cut off the tear, a couple clean ends. We're gonna stick it together. Mm -hmm. Hold it. Hold it like something you just crazy glued. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually it'll retain its its penis structure 
<laughs> it's penis structure. I don't know. This is the this is going to be one of the Hall of Fame Scott casts where it's like people mock the way I talk. <laughs> I don't know. This might have to be a bonus cast. This is pretty X rated. It is pretty X rated, but I I kind of don't care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so much worse is going on. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about reattaching a penis for a half hour. <laughs> What else is in the news? Let's open up Discord. How how did we get to the cut off penis from Lady Gaga Oreos? Um, Frankenstein vegan question. Frankenstein. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Completely forgot that stupid ass fucking question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how it be sometimes. All right. So while we can do random news stories, Facebook apologizes for confusing landmark name with an offensive term. What was the landmark name? A lighthouse called Plymouth Ho. Okay. It's just a lighthouse called Ho. Ho used to mean a sloping ridge shaped like an inverted foot and heel, and now means whore. Mm-hmm. So what was the problem? They called it what it was called and... People used the current lexical accepted definition. Yeah, like Facebook was searching for posts to censor. I think Facebook should just not censor shit, and people should just stop saying dumb shit. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) This is my belief on freedom of speech right here. Let's get it down on this one of all pods. (laughs) Uh. You have a right to say anything you want. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has the right to say that you're stupid. Yeah. End of story. Self-regulating. Mm-hmm. But you can't say, like, my address. <laughs> Imagine being a chicken, poultry geist kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you were a chicken in this modern-day world... I mean, think about it. Like, your species outnumbers every other species, pretty much, Mm -hmm. of uh, bird and mammal and farm-raised animal. Yeah. But, like, eventually, they're going to rise up against the bourgeoisie, which happens to be just all humans. (laughs) Chickens wreak havoc at New Jersey McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So, a flock of angry chickens... how much worse could they make a New Jersey McDonald's? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, those assholes. <laughs> we got fucking Snooky over here ordering a 10-piece. <laughs> Apparently what happened, police were called in on a 911 call uh, because angry birds were attacking customers in the parking lot of the McDonald's. And yeah, animal control officers showed up and the chickens indeed were harassing people. <laughs> You know, good on you, chickens. Those might be some of the bravest chickens, the bravest souls mm-hmm. in this world, when you think about it. Like, if humans, right, were treated like chickens were, we were all enslaved, mm-hmm. and then, like, a couple of us got out, and, like, we went to where they serve up our corpses, <laughs> and we just started fucking up people in the parking lot. Like, fuck you, yeah. punch you in the face, like, a lot of, a lot of curb stomping and stuff. Yeah. Be there be statues. They can they couldn't confirm whether they were targeting specific individuals with chicken <laughs> who ordered chicken. 
Nice. No one claimed the chickens. They just kind of showed up. They escaped. They came up to a McDonald's. They started fucking people up. Okay. All right. So with that in mind, imagine consciousness. Like imagine like a talking animal came up to you. Yeah. Would you be freaked out? Probably, yeah. What It would be an, an unusual occurrence, unexpected for sure. Yeah. Would you try to reason with it? Probably, yeah. If you could talk, well, it could reason. I want to figure out what it's all about, yeah. Holy shit, a talking chicken. What's your story, guy? Yeah. Where'd you come from? <laughs> you have to, like, inspect its feathering, see if, like, someone sewed it together. Mm-hmm. Because I could see that happening. Imagine the neurological structure of a human. Like, being, like, copy and pasted to that of a chicken brain. Yeah. And, like, it turns out the size has really little to nothing to do with it. It's all about how you use it. So the chicken is just like a human, but he's a chicken. He, like, wears a coat. And what if the first chicken to become human, almost, or to have an expressive consciousness, Mm -hmm. let's say, what if he's an asshole? If he becomes a dictator? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What if? Yeah. I mean, when you play the odds, like, how many people do you know well, not no, it wasn't personally like you hang out with them. But like, and I, out of a hundred, there's a good amount of people who are assholes. Oh, yeah. And everyone's an asshole at some point in their life. For sure. So odds are this chicken's going to be an asshole. Either all the time or some of the time or enough of the time. Yeah. But it's going to also like represent the entirety of chicken kind. And we're all going to be prejudging Mm -hmm. the entirety of the population of chickens based on this one talking asshole. (laughs) I'm just like anticipating problems (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. with how a chicken might fuck up our democracy. Because like we can't handle it on our own. Right. Let's throw in another species. We don't need a lot of help uh, fucking things up. I could see them bringing like a new order though. Because mm-hmm. they have something to prove. They come into Congress and like, they got to be like, we need to prove to them that we are better than chicken sandwiches. <laughs> chicken sandwiches are fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at with that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing these news articles. They just keep making us think about uh, the world at large. And its problems. Yeah. Is it duty to talk about the world at large and its problems? Or when we're trying to escape the world at large and its problems, perhaps it's duty for us to talk about how funny the word duty is. (laughs) Like, when's the last time as an adult that you've seriously said, like, oh, I'm going to go duty? (laughs) I, uh... Can't seem to recall a time that I've said that as an adult. Hey, Bronwyn, come check out this duty. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> but every time I say duty mm-hmm. as a person, I think about that. I feel like if we record about an hour more, we'll have a podcast. <laughs> Boy, can we squeeze another hour out of. I don't know. Have we hit any like themes aside from um, 
I guess the uprisings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the power struggles of, mm. of humanity and the world and inequality and economics and animal rights, I guess. Uh, well, we had a pretty good, we got a pretty good run on reanimating a corpse. Yeah. Frankenstein-esque. I would do that. I would like to be a reanim, I would like my brain to be donated to a Frankenstein kind of project. Yeah. You said you wanted your body donated to necrophilia. Sure. I would like my brain transplanted into like another being. A chicken. <laughs> Probably a chicken. <laughs> Just like replace the body with the brain, <laughs> give it the legs and the shitty wings, a big old dick, <laughs> a big, a big dick, just like stitched one after the other, <laughs> trailing man. Uh, I think the most nerve wracking experience. Well, actually, maybe not actually, because back to the guy who got his dick cut off. Yeah. And then became a porn star. That whole story necessitates that at some point during that, you know, adventure, he had to have sex again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Or even he had to wink it for the first time again. Yeah. Like, how do you get over, like, that fear that, like, you're wanking yourself and, like, oh, there's my, oh, it's in my hand now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta go back. <laughs> The pro is, like, he already had his dick off before. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not unfamiliar. Certainly, I could imagine how that could be a pretty traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he gained his confidence back. Yeah. Good for him. Mm. Are you sure you don't want to see the video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you, uh, would you, as a, if you were reanimated as a corpse... Mm-hmm. I want to know whose head you would have, whose body, what kind of style, maybe even. Like, would you go for, like, a beefy style? Or would you uh, try to, like, bring back a semblance of yourself? Like, imagine, like, you had to, like, get a different body for Mm -hmm. all all your body parts as your reanimated self. Yeah. You know? You know, you keep your brain. Mm-hmm. And your soul, whatever that might be, any kind of data like that. My consciousness is intact. Yeah. And, and assume, like, you know, all goes well and you can control whatever body you get. Mm-hmm. So, A, how many penises would you make your penis out of? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where, what kind of what kind of body would you create? Would you create something similar or would you go for a mutant? Uh, I would, I mean, there's definitely improvements that could be made on my body. Probably want to beef up a little bit, but, uh, I wouldn't want that to be like my thing. I wouldn't want to be like a fucking Hulk or anything. I don't know. I'm pretty fond of my penis. I wouldn't want to. (laughs) Preserve that part, please. Don't take my brain. If I can keep my brain in my penis, then I'm pretty. I'm pretty much good. Just put it, put it on whatever else. So you you gain consciousness for the first time, and the doctor's leaning over you, and he's like, "Ian, I know you told us as long as 
we keep your brain in your penis, it'll be good. But I have some news for you. That's all we could do. You're just a walking brain with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Little chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you transmit your thoughts through some torsos just made out of chicken sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a suit. <laughs> The only really living part is the brain with the penis like dangling like a nose. (laughs) (laughs) And every time you have an idea, it gets erect. (laughs) Oh, Ian wants to say something. Turn on the Neuralink. I mean, it'd be a new frontier. I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah? I I mean, I had already lived my life prior to this. True. This is all bonus. This is like bonus, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with experimentation on that end and you know everyone would think you're like the smartest thing because you're just yeah. a brain with a dick because i just keep getting erections <laughs> always pointing at shit <laughs> boy he's got a lot of ideas <laughs> he has a lot of ideas when she's around <laughs> notice that <laughs> you get talkative <laughs> I think I would try to manufacture wings. Yeah. Yeah. And and whatever equipment's necessary to to bolster it. Mm-hmm. I would like to be a flying human, you know, corpse creature. Yeah. Like after I'm dead, I think I'll I'd retire the penis. Just mm-hmm. retire it. Like that's a realm for the fresh of life. <laughs> That's a realm for the young, well, not that young, but like 18 to to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beyond that. Yeah. I, w- I would like to be a sexless flying corpse beast. Okay. That would be fun. Yeah. I don't care for your travails. <laughs> Slap people on flyaway. <laughs> <laughs> I am a creature. <laughs> You do not understand my torment. <laughs> I would like that. As long as I could like like scream like Shakespearean kind of passages at people yeah. and, and like frighten them and fly off. I want a very long torso, short legs, and arms that stretch out like 30, 40 feet, webbed with skin that I could fly with. Like the long torso is filled with hearts. <laughs> to beat the blood to the arms mm-hmm. and like all it is is just like raging headaches flying in torment <laughs> and I want to be unkillable <laughs> even though I want to die <laughs> <laughs> you'll be my buddy the brain with a dick <laughs> telling me to calm down <laughs> Like the nights where you're with a lady (laughs) are like my worst because I don't have anyone who understands me. (laughs) I don't have my brain buddy. Yeah. (laughs) With his Neuralink. I think this is the start of a great cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Brain and the Amazing Flying Torment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, all the adventures we get in together. Like, uh, you want to go to the boat show to see some ideas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the flying torment comes along, and he just remembers, like, one of his hearts was a seaman. 
mm-hmm. and all the boats remind him of his death. And he flies up into the rafters and he screams about the gale force winds that will tear them all apart and cast them to the merciless Poseidon death. Tortured souls on his trident, he laughs. See, he my literal wingman. Nice. Yeah, because I'm sexless, so it's like I'm not going to try to horn in on anything. Yeah. And uh, also, you might kill my vibe with your torment. <laughs> I mean, I'll make you look real good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like you're just a brain with a dick. Keep in mind, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure half of that speaks for itself, but <laughs> the other half's going to need help. I'm going to leave uh, up, it up to the audience's imagination, mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about. I had a bizarre dream. If we want to get real weird, sure. Well, about you specifically, <laughs> <laughs> I might delete this part. How much weirder could we get? Let's go yeah. for it. So I'm just like coming over to your house right mm-hmm. and like i'm thinking to myself oh i didn't uh i didn't tell them i was coming over you know oh well it'll be fine and like i come into the door and i just walk in and like the house is empty and then like i hear like you in your in the, in the bedroom grumbling awake mm-hmm. and then i hear you get really aggressive <laughs> and i think you're fucking <laughs> mm. but it's mostly just angry sounds mm. and i'm like oh shit what if he catches me in his house all of a sudden <laughs> and so the rest of the dream is me slowly putting on like a my socks don't you know how they got off <laughs> <laughs> or and you then, just stripped as soon as you got it. <laughs> just like yeah first the shoes then the socks <laughs> and i think it's weird that you're making noises <laughs> But I didn't. I woke up before I ever got out of the house. Mm-hmm. I was like on the last shoot, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna catch me! He's gonna catch me! I'm in his house, <laughs> trespassing." Mm-hmm. When I thought I was just hanging out. Yeah. Let's analyze that. Let's get our Sigmund Freud's on. Damn. Jungian kind of things. Uh. <laughs> you gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> well. It seems like our relationship's important to you. Okay. okay. So you're going real dream analysis here. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, but you feel threatened by my other relationships? Yeah, it's like Brown keeps hogging all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sucks. <laughs> this is vulnerability, folks. folks. Yeah, and, uh, and I guess that's the other piece of it is like, yeah, you were... Like barefoot for some reason. Weird. I don't know why I had to put on socks. I was like, oh, fuck, got to put on my socks. I think it's because there's a thing with me and like putting on footwear. Mm-hmm. It takes me a long while. Yeah. So, so I think the turn to, oh, I have to put on my socks was like, uh, oh, I have to put on my socks too? Oh, my God, <laughs> this is going to take so long. <laughs> like you were stirring. So it sounds like you want to be more vulnerable with me, more uh, showing yourself. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's uh, secret. At the same time, that's that's frightening and you need to hide it. Behind you a bunch of You don't want to be stories. caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Wow. Or you want to stick things in things. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> let's just ixnay on that one. I guarantee <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's what dreams are about. It's like your suppressed desires that you can't uh, acknowledge in your full consciousness. 
just your subconscious really wants to stick things in things. Weird. But a lot of the Freud stuff is like... Comes back to fucking your mom. It's all about fucking. (laughs) Yeah. You can't find your keys. Oh, you're you're feeling emasculated. You got to have a thing to stick in things. Or like, yeah, you're dreaming about, oh, you can't find something in drawers. And like, oh, you're looking for something to stick something in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all about things that can be stuck in other things or things that can have things put into them. And then, like, if you have an actual sex dream, that's some about something different. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about sex. Uh, let's see. What other what other depths can we plumb here? Like, I've had a lot of, like, dreams about, like, uh, people being mad at me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of in the back of my mind, I think. I know, like, dreaming apparently is needed. Yeah, it's kind of how you process, uh, like, what's happened throughout the day. So has that been something that you've been anxious about, like, people being mad at you? Probably. I mean, like, I think it's just, I mean, like, everybody feels that way. Yeah. Like, when they've been isolated for a while. Yeah. It's like... I uh, see that. You feel distant from people and... Yeah. Like, it's I hard to know what, yeah. Yeah, 100% know anybody, anytime I would talk to somebody, like, they'd be like, hey, it's cool, it's been a while, what up? Mm-hmm. You know? But, uh... Yeah, I guess that's crazy. So this is this is my inner inner life now, Scott. Guess. <laughs> we that's what happens when we don't have news to cover things up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, full of phallic imagery. Okay, I had a dream where there was a snake. It was a pet snake. Mm-hmm. Somehow, it got out, and I went to the bathroom. It was like, I didn't get into the bathroom, but it was outside the bathroom, kind of like guarding it almost. Mm -hmm. And like, I found it and it was raised up at me. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, oh shit, snake. (laughs) (laughs) It was my pet, I don't know. Oh shit, snake. And then like, I'm like, this thing's gonna bite me. Lurches forward and I step back at the same time and it bites into my Coca-Cola shirt I was wearing. Okay. Bright red Coca-Cola shirt wake up Hmm. before that that night i watched a harry potter movie that included nagini or nagini nagini Mm -hmm. the snake of voldemort yeah yeah but it wasn't like that it was like a gardener snake okay i'm afraid of my penis maybe uh maybe you also want to see the the crumbling of the bourgeoisie as represented by (laughs) coca-cola oh is that what that is okay (laughs) Or I, or like uh, I have I have a light or fandom wanna... of the bourgeoisie and I feel like it's being attacked <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like these people and hey you're fucking up my shirt <laughs> you and your preopic fucking mob mentality with snakes but I can see it like maybe I feel like I deserve to be attacked like I wait before the snake and I'm just too cowardly to accept my fate mm-hmm I step back. Oh, maybe I could be the bourgeoisie. I'm very comfortable. I'm not even through all my beers yet. Maybe you were trying to work through uh, your lust for power. Could be. Could be. That's been a constant uh, topic of conversation between us since before Scott cast. Mm-hmm. I have an obsession with power. Yeah. 
and and the accrual of it, which is strange considering how I don't even have any in my own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you were feeling a little emasculated by that, which is why it was a garter snake and not a... Oh, that's a good point, because it was a weak-ass-looking snake. Yeah. After watching, like, like villain snake in Mm -hmm. Harry Potter, it's not the basilisk. Yeah, maybe I could be like, oh, I'm thinking I've got a weak snake. <laughs> We're good. We'll, we'll do another election, and we'll be like, do you think Scott has a weak snake? <laughs> yes, that's 100 votes. <laughs> do you dream bizarre things? Sometimes. You have a surrealism appreciation, which makes me think that yeah. you must have crazy dreams. Sometimes I do. I haven't for a bit. Um, I don't remember too many dreams as of lately, but one of my uh, cult kitchen ideas came from a dream. Which one? Salsa on a pocket watch. Oh yeah, salsa three ways. I don't remember what the dream was. It was in. A, it was on a pocket watch though. It had kind of a dolly thing, like melty melty watches, and I served salsa on them for some reason. <laughs> You serve salsa on your art. Do you think I, you're whoring out your art as a method of... Well, not even whoring out. I've come to learn that saying somebody's whoring out something mm-hmm. is kind of insulting. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> but uh, maybe the salsa on the pocket watch means you use art as a means of connection and uh, conviviality. Sure. Because what else would a pocket watch mean to you? You don't, don't use pocket watches. I've never had a pocket watch, no. Yeah, so you don't associate I it I think with they're pretty classy. Utility. I've, yeah, I've never... I don't even wear a regular watch. Right? I've got a, The only reason I'm wearing a watch is so I can look at my heart rate later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How bad am I fucking up? <laughs> yeah, that was like the one time I wore a watch was... Uh, had that uh, Fitbit that we wore to Astronomicon. Oh, yeah. My heart rate was like fucking 120 for like 30 minutes straight. and Yeah. Anticipating meeting Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> and uh, asking him any sort of stupid fucking question <laughs> was cardio. Intense cardio. Which makes sense. It makes you, it makes you understand why uh, big time celebrities uh, always shed the pounds and like, they're doing cardio. Mm-hmm. All day, because it's like, oh shit, Steven Spielberg just told me to yell harder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've had, definitely had my share of weird dreams. I just can't recall too many right now. I know I have a lot where, like, settings shift in ways that don't make sense. Like, I'm at my childhood home, and then I'm all of a sudden at work, and then I'm in my high school building for some reason. People show up who I haven't talked to in, like, decades. <laughs> oh, I know what that means. I can interpret that shit right now. Yeah? Yeah. That means you feel like life comes to you and you not to it. Mm. Mm. An inner desire. Something, something. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I could see, like, shifting scenes. Like, if it's, like, constant and, like, that's the theme of the dream is that, like, things are just, like, there and then they're gone. Like, it well, seems reflective. Like, they become other things. Like, 
I'm at my home and I open a door that would go to like a bedroom and instead I'm in my childhood home, you know? That's pretty trippy. Yeah. Maybe it's just the way I'm hearing it, but it's so clean cut. Like, that's so clean cut. And it seems normal when you're in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is where I am now. You're walking through your house. Of course. And the house is consistent of rooms that are separate times, separate places. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that is your memory palace. Well, it's probably me, like, connecting recent experiences to past experiences and processing, like, yeah. I would be interested in you keeping, like, a dream journal, mm-hmm. you know, noting when you're having these experiences walking through a space. Yeah. I wonder if we could actually build a blueprint of your dream house, which is just your life. That would be really interesting, yeah. Yeah. I know Bronwyn was getting into, like, uh, lucid dreaming for a minute. I don't know if she's still keeping, like, a journal or whatever, but that's part of the process is, like, writing down your dreams when you have them and, like, finding patterns. And, like, once you know your patterns in your dreams, you can, like, recognize them as you're in your dream and realize you're dreaming. Mm. And, like, kind of direct it from there. Explore more. Yeah. So you sort of train yourself to recognize a dream as a dream and then be able to sort of dictate more so where it goes as opposed to, like, just your subconscious uh, running the show. Like, what would you discover, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Go through a different door and find some (laughs) horrible shit. It's like, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Or, like, what if you discover when you're the captain of the show, your fucking dreams are boring as hell. <laughs> like, you keep doing the same dumb shit. Like, right. you're just like, oh, I'm going to go watch some TV. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the only thing I could think to do in a lucid dream situation is, like, uh, fly. Like, oh, I'm going to fly. And soar above things. Because, like, that to me is A, like, Oh, you're definitely dreaming because mm-hmm. you're flying around like Superman. Or you're a reanimated corpse. Or you're a reanimated corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps yelling uh, odes of torment? <laughs> <laughs> you really seem to be enjoying it. It's weird. <laughs> the brand you hang out with says it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. What would what would I do in a lucid dream? Let's say let's say it's the one where one where you're in your house normal. Like in your house proper, you could you yeah. barely distinguish it from real life. Where would you go then? I feel like I would want to do things that uh, I don't know that I would have a point of reference for necessarily. I would want to try new things, but it it would be hard to create that out of my mind, you know. Like, oh, I want to go to Poland, discover my ancestry, or like. I don't know what the fuck Poland's like. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You can't just like literally fly and like explore because right. it's all stuff that you've. It's got to come from me still. Yeah. So it's your conception of Poland, right? A lot of people who can't fucking screw in light bulbs. Who... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. I think I I think the one I think I've talked about this on Scott Cast, but. The one lucid dream I remember having from, like, childhood was Pokemon was real. (laughs) 
I understood Pokemon was real. I knew this is definitely a dream. Mm-hmm. I didn't wake up somehow. And I was like, yes. And I went <laughs> on the fucking adventure of a lifetime. Nice. Yeah. Like when I watch Pokemon now as an adult, mm-hmm. having experienced that, I'm like, this is emotionless garbage. <laughs> I had the real experience. <laughs> I I knew these creatures as they were, as they lived and breathed. I interacted with these people. Mm-hmm. I yelled at Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oak looked at me with respect. <laughs> if it wasn't for Lavender City mm-hmm. and all the ghost Pokemon haunting me, and throwing tomatoes at me. Because halfway through the dream, I became a ghost Pokemon. Because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be one of the ghost Pokemon. They, they just can do whatever they want. <laughs> do you know which one you were? Gengar. Mm-hmm. But I was also kind of just Scott. Yeah. Like, I was just Scott, like, who could fly and be invisible. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like a Gengar. I would say. Just like my buds. <laughs> You know, but like then a bunch of trainers came in and was just like, oh, that asshole, he's trying to be a Pokemon. And they threw tomatoes at me to reveal me. Mm-hmm. You know how in the cartoons, when you throw a tomato, it's like just a bunch of like red paint. Right. That's what they did. Yeah. Those assholes. Interpret that. <laughs> 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 I think that means I want to be a Pokemon. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have infinite powers. <laughs> And to fly around. So you open the door, and you can and it can go anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But this is real life. You can just see it and view it. Would it be like Poland to see your ancestors? I don't know. I mean, there's lots of things I want to do. I don't know if I'm that interested in my ancestors. I, I mean, I just like I want to explore the world in general. But that's like one one place that I would want to see just to see you know where my my mom's side came from and but all of europe would be interesting and all of like all of the world really i'd like to visit africa asia probably not antarctica right <laughs> i can predict that one but uh you know everywhere else that i've not been like i like uh learning about others and how they live and their cultures and customs and food and music and taking in as much as I can. Just a wandering spirit. Yeah. I can see that. Just just gluttoning yourself on experience. I just want to know all the things there are to know. Wow. That's the walking, that's the brain with the dick coming that's out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me knowledge. <laughs> know everything. See everything experience at all it's a bit of dorian gray in that mm. living forever and experiencing everything and then like gluttoning yourself well, I mean, on everything not so much the living forever part but like just experiencing as much as i can in the time i have yeah maximizing yeah you guys do travel a lot you you, you pack in the car yeah, and, and you I fucking mean, go where you go you know like 2020 obviously not yeah. but but uh, you guys drive to Quebec. Yeah. Who the fuck drives to Quebec? <laughs> Dixons, that's who. That's right. 
like you guys talk about that with a fervor that people who like go to the Bahamas don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're gonna go to Quebec and there's gonna be a temperate to cold climate. <laughs> Everyone's gonna speak French and we're gonna see this metal show where they don't even speak a language that's real. Yeah, that is a true thing that happened. Sounds like you're doing what you want. I'm very reclusive. I think I, if I could just operate the rest of my life from uh, these here four walls, I would. <laughs> Stay in Skycast City. Others come to me and pay their tribute with mm-hmm. their experiences, and I will applaud or deny them praise. Yeah. And uh, we'll hold court here, like if I had a pick. Because I'm not that much of a traveler. Mm-hmm. I do love seeing things and accepting and soaking up these new experiences. At the same time, tight. (laughs) I could stay in too. (laughs) Yeah. That's another dialectic, eh? There it is. Look at that. There's value in both. It's about balance. The middle way. Yeah. Buddha. (laughs) All that crap. Yeah. All right, I'm going to prepare my stuff and we're just going to chill to some lo-fi classic death metal on a databots uh how about you tell us a little bit about databots ethan well uh, ethan Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) what does that tell me (laughs) i I don't even know what to say about that yeah yeah so i think we talked about databots on some point uh way back when they had a i know a jazz uh stream that was like AI created, they just feed a bunch of uh, music through an AI and and it kind of rewrites music in that style. So this is like the classic metal AI. And you can hear it's got like uh, some vocals, but they're not really saying anything. It's just kind of like in a rhythm that's consistent with like classic death metal. I gotta say, this is brilliant. <laughs> like, this is literally just a live stream that we just popped in on. Yeah. That's been going for hours. It's been going since May. It's going since May. <laughs> Harsh transitions, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a that was song. Kind I'm of abrupt. But yeah. And oh my god, we're the only people watching it. This is song number. 799,544,047 in the style of Caliban <laughs> so that's how long the stream's been going honestly this is this could replace like a large part of what Spotify is for me these days yeah which is not so much like I'm listening to music that I really love and want to get to but I just want to chill to a vibe. Yeah. You know, like these lo-fi beats that I've been listening to. Awesome. I mm-hmm. don't care about any of the artists. Couldn't name a single one. Yeah. Couldn't name a single song. Couldn't recall a single melody. But I love it. And dinner music, it's a lot the same way. Like when I'm with Sabelle and stuff, mm-hmm. we'll like put on a vibe. Like, oh, we're going to put on some Mexico music. We're going to yeah. put on whatever. Let's have an AI generate it. It's always fresh. Mm-hmm. It's always where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really struggle for it. I think Spotify should go down. 
we will purchase music from artists and listen to live streams from these assholes. <laughs> That's a revolution I'd get down with. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I haven't purchased very much music lately. Yeah. When I do, it's like vinyls. Right. Which is weird. I mean, that's the most authentic, like, physical medium you can buy. Yeah. You know? It's like this medium that died before I was born. Right. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's analog. (laughs) Frankenstein reborn during my college years, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's always been around, but, like, it definitely died Mm. before I got into music. It got a much bigger dick grafted onto it, the way people go on about it. (laughs) It (laughs) sure did. When vinyl went away, people were all but excited to plug it into their Vista Cruiser, their little (laughs) 8-tracks. They never noticed anything. But this is good. It's good music. And, like, I remember when we first checked out these AI people, like they were doing experimental shit Mm -hmm. and by the time we got to listening to it it was like all noise yeah this they seem to really have cracked the oh okay we're just gonna this is just for vibing yeah yeah and they've got a couple going right now like at least three I am bummed that we missed out on the jazz one I was pretty excited about that but seems like that's not any longer in uh, rotation. That might tell you something about the AI bots that the lo-fi classic metal, it can like nail song after song after song. But the jazz, it like like descended into madness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. There's a lot of variation in jazz and metal's a little more even in terms of uh, vibe at least when you're siphoning off to being like okay we just want lo-fi classic metal Mm -hmm. that small selection of like a small scene Mm -hmm. yeah it'll generate it endlessly yeah but could a computer generate any of this stuff like by itself like without the input no Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm in support of let's do AI generated vibing you know, because we're not listening to any of these songs being like, oh, let's listen to that again. Right. And let's pay artists directly for the music we want to hear time and time again. Mm-hmm. The one with actual artistry mm-hmm. and things behind it. <laughs> just harsh. Like, just doesn't <laughs> understand ending a song for some reason. <laughs> is that a metal thing or is it an AI thing? It's hard to tell. <laughs> All they need to do is really soften those transitions. Yeah. You know? And then this would be perfect solution. We could say bye-bye to the Swedish overlords <laughs> over there at Spotify headquarters. Those Joe Rogan sucking up assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they really signed their death warrant with me when they paid that asshole $100 million and didn't give us a single dime. Yeah. Yeah. I would have happily gone Spotify exclusive for a tenth of that. How, imagine the bigger, how bigger of a story it would have been if Spotify came to the fold and said, we're giving $10 million 
to these assholes from Scottcast <laughs> <laughs> as an exclusive deal. Yeah. And only these assholes. Like, everyone would tune in to Scottcast and thus Spotify being like, why these assholes? True. And listening to us wouldn't satisfy the answer. <laughs> so they'll just keep listening, being like, but why? But why? But why? And eventually, they'll Socratic method loving us. Anyway, what did we learn today? <laughs> Dialectics of weirdness. <laughs> Episode title? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, damn, I don't know. Uh, did we learn anything today? Nothing <laughs> of <laughs> exceptional import or value to anybody besides our lovely audience who we would only trade if it gave us more power. Yeah. Is that so bad? Maybe. Ian's looking at me like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Okay. <laughs> Definitely is. Um, I think I learned the value of a good vibe of keeping things open, mm-hmm. you know, and I learned the value of retreating into complete fantasy. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's in line with, with DBT, definitely mindfulness, openness to ideas and not really judging, uh, sort of disparate uh, anchors that we set but just sort of seeing what what the possibilities were in between and uh, just living with it it's a very yeah. non-judgmental pod it was like a an exploration of possibilities whatever whatever you think and whatever you do dude you do you that's what I'm saying to the Scott Castigators you do you I'm a do me. I've been I've been humbled. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all hails the Dread Pod King Sneaky D. Glory be to Scott Cast. Oh, we that have to find a-, a way to like give him praise or something. Mm-hmm. I guess not all hail because that's for Scott Cast. Right. So, how do we give Sneaky D praise as Pod King? Because it is his fault, all of this. Yeah. Um, well, I don't... He hasn't done anything to to get the praise yet. So it's yeah. hard to... Um. <laughs> it's, it's hard to... Wow. You were less tongue-tied during the time I told you about that dream. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's say... Uh, in the era of this, the Dread Pod King Sneaky D, we uh, bid the adieu. Let's see you later, Scott Cascaders. And then All Hail Scott Cast. No. All Hail Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. See you later, Scott Castigators. Oh, I bid the adieu. Nope. It's... Let me try it again. <laughs> this was one of the things we were supposed to keep. Uniform <laughs> based on my decree in the previous episode. But, oh, jeez. Okay. Well, at least you're here to enforce it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> from all of us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast, I bid the 
Adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. No hell, Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Nailed it. <laughs>